Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegler here with Don Callahan talking UNC football recruiting. Don, we are recording this on a Monday, so a few days have passed since that dismal performance down in Miami, but the Heels do have a bye week coming up. But before we start talking about that, you know, what's uh, what's your kind of plan for the bye week? You know, how, how does the Inside Carolina recruiting expert spend those extra days off potentially? I mean, it's it's really for me, it's it's no different than any other week. I mean, I'm still, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. There's no bye week during the season for me. I, there's not very many bye weeks during the course of the year, to be honest with you. But no, um, I'm actually uh, making a uh, just a quick trip through, um, I guess the the middle of the state, all the way up to, and then and then eventually ending up in Winston Salem, just stopping by schools of, of. Uh, you know, players that UNC has recently offered, but it's, it's a very brief trip doing that on Wednesday. Other than that, I'm just pumping out stories. You know, we, we post a story on Monday about uh, a West Virginia ver- a verbal commitment who camped at UNC over the summer, but UNC has stayed hard on him, especially I'm sure that the attention kind of amped up right after, um, you know, right when they needed another, another receiver. When Emory Sim is decommitted from North Carolina, I'm sure it kind of amped up things with him. Um, you know, we we have some intro stories coming out, up, and uh, I'm going to have a really good story on uh, – well, I, I hope it's going to be a really good story on Welton Spotsville, who's actually one of the recruits that um, – you know, obviously one of the commits, actually, that North Carolina has on its commitment list, who actually was um, – I don't want to say significantly, but, but he was, um, he was, he was affected by the hurricane stuff. You know, he had to, him and his family had to evacuate. They left to go to Georgia and, uh, you know, a, a season that was, was, I mean, they were undefeated. Spotsville was having a good year. It was, it was derailed. It has been derailed. They hope to play this Friday, but they haven't played the last few weeks just because of all the, you know, everybody picking up the pieces and putting their, their, their lives back together sort of thing. So yeah, um, not a whole lot for me bi week wise. I mean, it's, it's basically every other every other week during the year. What about what yeah. about you? Does John take a week off during bi week? Uh, I take a week off in the sense of I don't have to worry about doing any of like the radio show or the game day um, help with with the radio show. So I, I get a little bit of of relief there, but you know, mostly just going to be. Watching still in college football, uh, maybe try to get outside a little bit. We'll see how the weather goes. Uh, based upon what you said, though, Don, I'm really interested to read that Spotsville story. I think that one's going to probably hit home for a large number of, of the Carolina fans. Yeah, because obviously, uh, you know, there's a portion of our listeners who have been affected. You know, I think everybody in the state was affected to some degree, but um, you know, there's a portion of our listeners who were greatly affected where they had, they too had to evacuate um, or had family members that were in bad positions. Um, So, so yeah, but uh, now going back to what you originally said, yeah, as far as me, when it comes to the game day stuff, for those who don't know, I only really focus on the games. I don't say focus work-wise focus on the games is when it's a home game. And, um, and that's mostly just to kind of see what recruits are going to show up at North Carolina who ends up actually showing up at North Carolina and what kind of happens with those visits. But when UNC is away, for me, from work obligation standpoint, it's 
no different. A, a bye week and, and an away, away game are basically the same for me. I mean, last week, you know, I, I watched the entire game. You know, I mean, I take notes and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I have a different mindset than when I'm watching, you know, a game for fun, like, like say, the, the Ohio State-Penn State game on Saturday night. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't have the work obligations like I do when it's, when it's a home game. I can totally see that. And let's go ahead and, and talk real quick, though, Don, about some recruiting news last week. There wasn't a whole, whole lot, but I think that the story that I saw that stood out the most was the visit by Larry Fedora to cornerback Tony Davis. And he brought out the helicopter again. We've talked about the helicopter in the past. I don't even want to discuss that any more than to just say Fedora used it. But regardless, I think Tony Davis, the fact that Fedora did take the time to go and see him specifically shows just how high he is on UNC's wish list right now. I know there's been some back and forth between Carolina and Duke who might be favored. So what, where do you think things are at with Tony Davis as they stand right now, Don? Well, as we talked about, I think the last podcast, I felt like the tide was starting to turn back towards North Carolina. I have no confidence whatsoever as I stand right now where the situation is. I think it's, you know, we can, it's a given that it's between North Carolina and Duke, but is he favoring North Carolina today? Is he favoring Duke? You know, I, I don't even know if Tony knows at, at that point. As far as the, uh, you know, Fedora visiting, UNC only gets one visit per recruit during this this uh, contact period. And, you know, so the timing of the um, the visit is interesting because, you know, he's he's supposed to be deciding. Now, now Tony told me October 19th. His coach told me October 12th. Uh, so we'll um, obviously, once it gets a little bit closer, I'll, I'll, I'll try to figure out exactly when because clearly there's a breakdown in the communication with, with the, uh, the announcement stuff. As far as the timing of Fedora's visit, it, it you know there's basically you know we have this we have this Friday coming up, and then if we're going by his coach's uh, his coach's date for the announcement, the following Friday would be uh, Tony Davis's announcement. Um, so I would you would think that that they would want to visit closer to the announcement, um, especially since North Carolina has a bye this weekend, so there's no. No, I guess travel logistics that really need to be worked out. But so that that was interesting to me. But um, otherwise, I mean, I, I fully expected it. I fully expected Fedora to make such a visit leading up to Tony Davis's announcement, especially since um, up until a couple of weeks ago, you know, you and I talked about how how UNC was kind of losing its grip, and then it seemed like North Carolina turned the corner, and I think they're going to kind of keep that pressure on until. You know, he makes his announcement. Probably going to have to keep the pressure on until he actually signs w- with whoever may be, whether it's North Carolina or or Duke. And then aside from Tony Davis, were there any other noteworthy visits that happened last Friday? Because with the Heels playing on Thursday night, it did give the coaching staff the ability to potentially get out there to some games that they otherwise might not be able to, considering you know that they didn't have the game plan um, and game to prepare for on Saturday. I don't know. A whole lot of specifics. I know um, defensive coordinator John Papuchis attended uh, Coleman Reich's uh, game. Who's Coleman Reich is uh, the athlete slash defensive back who's been committed to North Carolina for well over a year. So he was at his game. From what I've been told by sources, it sounds like the entire staff was out on Friday, and they they made some visits also on Saturday because 
Um, if you if you follow um, every weekend, Inside Carolina puts out a recruit scoreboard, weekend scoreboard that tracks how all these guys are doing. And I wouldn't say it's half, but probably about maybe about a third or so of UNC's main recruits end up playing on Saturdays just because they go to a private school that plays on Saturdays or the Northeast school seems to play a lot of Saturday games. So, um, you know, the UNC coaching staff took advantage of that. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of those, those coaches were up at uh, some of those Saturday games also, and, and you're knocking out a bunch of those visits and probably going to do the same thing this, this coming Friday and Saturday too. All right, well, let's take a quick moment to talk about Jersey Mike subs of Chapel Hill. All fall, they have been partnering with the Inside Carolina podcast to offer a great deal for our listeners. Right now, you can use the code HEELS15 to get 15% off of your whole order. This is an online promotion only, so you can go to jerseymikes.com slash order. It will show the locations nearest to you. You click order, pick your favorite sub, and at checkout, enter HEELS15 and get 15% off of your whole order. Nothing beats a Jersey Mike subs for a quick, delicious lunch or a tailgating alternative before the big game. You get to skip the line, head straight to the register, grab your food, and you're on your way. It's our opinion that Jersey Mike subs is a superior sub option. They are tasty, delicious, and they always hit the spot. So do it today. Place an online order at one of the four Chapel Hill and Hillsborough locations. It's a super easy process. Just remember the code HEELS15. There are three locations in Chapel Hill. One off of Elliott Road, off of MLK, and at the Falcon Bridge Shopping Center on 54. And one in Hillsboro, right off of Exit 261. All these locations are right off of the highway and super convenient to driving into Chapel Hill or if you're just cruising by the town. And now look for Jersey Mike subs inside of Keenan Stadium and with the tailgate guys this fall. So support the IC Podcast and get a discount off your Jersey Mike sub order. It's a win-win for you. All right, Don, so let's go ahead and talk about the bye week. Carolina is not playing a game this Saturday. They have Virginia Tech coming up the following week. And so in the past, you know, when, when we've kind of done, done these bye week podcasts, you know, we, we've talked about what the coaches will do. So for those that may be listening to us for the first time discuss this topic, give us just a brief overview on how coaching staffs handle recruiting during a bye week. Well, there's definitely a lot more emphasis on recruiting during a bye week as opposed to a um a game week just because you 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 don't have the time constraints that you do during uh a game week the other thing is as you know i you know said earlier in the podcast is that um similar to last week when north carolina played on thursday the coaching staff was able to go out on a friday and saturday without any sort of worrying um, that they had to get back at a certain time. Because a, a lot of times what happens when the coaches go out on a Friday and they, they have a game on a Saturday, especially if it's like a, um, you know, a nooner or 1230 or whatever, um, they have to get back into Chapel Hill pretty quickly. You know, um, they're able to see maybe like a half a game or so. Um, but um, there's not going to be any sort of you know, restrictions or, or anything else to worry about. So they're going to be able to see a bunch of schools. I would imagine, and I don't know the schedule, but I would imagine that they probably use all of Friday and Saturday for evaluation recruiting purposes, meaning they'll go to a game on Friday or two. They might go to two, depending on you know where you're at. If you're in Charlotte, you can easily hit up two on Friday night. And, and then also during Friday during the day, make a bunch of visits to, um, to schools, just evaluation sort of visits. Um, checking up on guys and that sort of thing. And you might even see a scenario if, if a kid plays on a Thursday, 
or or something along those lines. You might even see a coach out there on on a Thursday at, at you know some school. Um, and as I mentioned about the Saturdays, you know, um, particularly up in the Northeast, that's that's an option to see some guys play on Saturdays. So um, so yeah, so it, it there is a lot more a lot more rope to play with during the bye week because you don't have to worry about a game. You don't have to worry about getting back in time and, and that sort of thing. Now, I would guess that too, the coaching staff will be seeing some guys from the 2019 class, but and correct me if I'm wrong, Don, is it fair to say that during the bye week, the staff I should use this maybe more as an, as an opportunity to see some of the younger guys from 2020 or 2021 that they may not otherwise be able to devote as much time to as they, you know, during a normal game week. They, well, the focus definitely would be the 2019 guys, but if, and a lot of this to, depends on how the pieces of the puzzle kind of put, kind of work together. You know, if, if for just, I guess, throwing a complete hypo, hypothetical out there, if you're going to Winston-Salem to see a, a 2019 four-star receiver or whatever. I'm obviously making this completely, this scenario completely up. You go and you might go there in the morning, maybe during his workout, and then go back for the first half of his game. And then if there's a pair of uh, 2020 guys and a 2021 guy um, also, and, and a 2021 guy also in Winston-Salem, you'll stop at those places right after you leave that morning workout. Maybe you heard a rumor about a kid being somewhere in Kernersville. So you'll, you'll stop by there, um, you know, maybe during lunch and, and then, and then maybe, you know, right after you leave that, that first half of the game in Winston-Salem, you'll, you know, go to, uh, you know, Greensboro to see, you know, another kid that you're recruiting. It, that, that's, that's, I guess the, the mentality and that you're not able to do that during game week. So basically what it comes down to is it allows the coaches to be much more flexible with their timing and just with their scheduling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's not I don't know if flexibility is the right word. I think you just have a lot more time so that you don't have to because really what it is during a game week is you're having recruiting kind of fit around your your game preparation and the Mm -hmm. game itself. But when you don't have a game, you don't have to worry about those those obligations. And, and you know, for those listening, that it may seem kind of basic, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of give that broad overview. And before we kind of dig in just a little bit more here. So then, Don, looking at the 2019 recruiting uh, board, that's of the names that are left on there you know who are some of the names that you think the coaching staff will be putting that priority to get to during this week well a lot of it depends on who they've seen previously and while everybody wants them to focus solely on the uncommitted guys the committed guys need to get attention also because if you don't pay attention to them and somebody else notices and somebody else really wants a particular kid they will definitely show that kid attention and you know that that can lead to a very um, that can allow a situation that seems pretty su- subtle and and and, and I guess um, you know, nothing was going to happen with it to all of a sudden you know you're in a battle trying to keep this kid committed. So you have to pay attention to the committed guys. Um, but as far as who they're going to see, you know Friday, I mean I expect them to see you know their top guys. I really do if they haven't seen them yet. And then you know I mentioned earlier about the Tony Davis stuff. A lot of it is timing. I mean, you you pick when you see these guys on purpose. These these things aren't just planned the week of 
Um, I mean, I'm sure the, the actual logistics of the travel and everything like uh, and everything like that is, but you kind of have a, a running conversation about, you know, what's going to happen throughout the year as far as who's going to visit who, when, just because of, you know, the rules on how many times you can see these guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if UNC doesn't see a, a guy that's a high on their board on Friday, that doesn't mean that UNC isn't interested. That just means that they feel like, okay, we want to save this for, you know, next week or the week, you know, whatever it may be, just because it just works better for that situation. Or maybe it was better to get in early and be the first, the first school in there to kind of, I guess, make a point of something. So there's a lot more variables involved than what I think people really realize. Well, with, with the limitations on how often you can view guys, is that for just seniors or are there also limitations on how often a coaching staff can view the juniors and sophomores and even freshmen? It's it's for all all recruits, and it you know right now we're in the contact period, so it the rules change based off of what period and how how often and and um, I think you get uh, is it I want to say it's like either forty six days that yet you can go out um, or maybe it's fifty two I can't remember what it is, but you get a certain amount of days also on top of that, so you mm-hmm. kind of have to maximize that. And there's just there's there's a lot more involved to it than what people really realize. And then you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's putting the pieces of the puzzle together because you know you want to maximize it. Now, if you're in Charlotte, you can hit up a bunch of guys, but if you're seeing a kid in the middle of nowhere, then you might blow an entire day just seeing that kid. So you better hope that he's worth it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, let's take another quick commercial break to talk about Heels Travel. Now, if you're listening, you should know that one of the best road trips for a UNC away game is the one in Charlottesville for the Tar Heels versus Virginia. And now, thanks to HeelsTravel.com, there's no better way to get to that game. HeelsTravel.com is selling bus packages for the October 27th game in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's a one-day bus trip that leaves from Chapel Hill and returns the same day. So to book that trip, visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book. Also right now, Heels Travel is selling packages for the two UNC basketball games in Las Vegas over Thanksgiving weekend. So two Tar Heel games, three nights in Vegas, and no travel headaches or concerns. Sounds pretty awesome to me. That package includes a round-trip airfare from RDU, round-trip transportation from the airport to the hotel, and a three-night stay at the Aria Resort and Casino. So again, visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book. All right, Don, so we're back from commercial break. And really, you know, what do you want to talk about next here, man? Well, before we get into it, so the correct answer is 42 evaluation days. And I think I was referring to it as the contact period. It is not the contact period. It is a technically a quiet period, but these 42 evaluation days our evaluation days, so there can't be any contact with uh, recruits. You can be seen on the sidelines, and that's why, and I know we're not going to get into it, that's why you do the helicopter because you're really seen when you're circling the stadium and then you land, um, but you can't you can't talk to recruits. You could talk to um, coaches, but you can't talk to parents or anything like that. And high school coaches you could talk to. So, yeah, so 42 days. It's uh, the quiet period, and um, and just for people, just to under, if I can explain that the 42 days is basically, so if North Carolina sends all, I guess it would be 11 coaches out on Friday, for example, then that counts mm-hmm. as 11 days. So it's every time a coach is on the road, that's one day. So um, so that's why you kind of have to be you're pretty um, pretty smart about just when you're using them, how you're using them, and, and that sort of thing. 
And that's also why it's so key to get guys on campus for both unofficial and official visits, because obviously then the staff is not using up one of their very limited 42 recruiting days. Yes. And also when they're on campus, you can talk to them. They can't, when Fedora was there at uh, Hunter Huss high school, or actually the game was at um, Burns high school in Lawndale. He can't talk to Tony Davis or any of his teammates or his family members or anything like that. Now he could talk to his high school coach, but that's, that's just about it. Okay. Well, that's a good piece of, of information there. Don, I wanted to get your thoughts, though, before we wrap up the podcast on the fact that the UNC game against Virginia Tech, it has been announced that that game is going to kick off at 7 p.m. So it's going to be a night game in Chapel Hill. The last one, I think, was the Zero Dark Thursday against Miami. I think maybe the Heels paid a 3.30 kickoff last season. But to my knowledge, I can't remember the last time that Carolina played, you know, a big-time opponent for this night game. And, you know, I think it should provide a good atmosphere for recruits. We'll talk more about it next week. But, you know, wanted to kind of just talk about this real quick and get the first initial thoughts. Well, I was surprised to see it, and I was like, wow, I mean, that's 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 great. Um, as far as, you know, covering it, um, you know, I, I thought that that would be a good opportunity for North Carolina to get some guys on campus. You know, now they don't have to worry about because a lot of kids, they have meetings, and some even have practices on Saturday mornings. So um, that kind of takes – those obstacles out of out of the way um, for the most part um, and then also you know you're getting a great atmosphere I, I, this was going to be a big weekend regardless um, but now that it's a night game I think that you know the coaches are really going to take advantage of this and try to get as many guys on on campus as possible many big time guys on campus as possible and um, really kind of promote it and if UNC can you know the team that is can kind of come through with uh with a big victory over a a team that that they are constantly competing with for recruits, I mean that would be huge on on a lot of different levels. It would be, and I don't know about you, Dom, but I was a little bit just surprised to see yeah. the the seven o'clock kickoff. Oh, yeah. You know, just in general. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Because I mean, if you're just looking at it, and I haven't had a chance to look at what other games for the ACC are on that day, but. Um, you know, as we know, North Carolina has one win, and uh, Virginia Tech, even though they beat Duke this past weekend, yeah, they, um, you know, they lost to ODU, and and people are wondering how, um, you know, how good they really are because that Florida State win that was impressive to kick off the season now doesn't look all that impressive. So, so yeah, so I mean, what what did you, what did you think when when you saw? I mean, I was almost kind of like I thought it was a joke. I had to double check. <laughs> I actually thought the same thing. Uh, Ross Martin kind of, I saw a a tweet from him uh, inside Carolina's zone that said, you know, he had heard from just a source or, you know, it was coming through the grapevine that Carolina had this seven o'clock kickoff. And frankly, I thought Ross was pulling everybody's leg. You know, he's, Ross can be a little bit of a jokester sometimes. So that's what I thought. And then when it came out that, no, it, this is a real thing. Carolina's going to have a night game. I mean, it's, to me, just very initially, I think it's huge, not only just for recruiting, but just for the mentality of the players as well. This is a game where, as a Carolina fan, even if you may not be satisfied with anything going on with Carolina football right now, 
you've got to get to Kansas Stadium for this game. Oh, if yeah, absolutely. Possible, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, you're, you know, even if UNC doesn't play well, um, I mean, it's going to be a great atmosphere. I, I, I expect the, the temperature to be nice. Um, well, as long as it's not rainy, but, uh, cause it's going to be later and, and starting to get cooler at night around here. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. And I mean, if, if I'm just a fan, I mean, I, this is a game that I want to go to. And, and as I said, it's going to be a big recruiting weekend. So as many fans are there, it's, it's only going to help UNC with, um, with the recruiting of, of those players who are on campus. Definitely. But we'll be talking a lot more about that next week as we do start hearing the rumblings of what players may be attending and hopefully maybe get some reactions from the current UNC commits on their thoughts and if they're going to be able to make it for the game. But Don, I think I am good to wrap this one up unless if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about, man. No, um, I guess I'll just leave a little teaser um, that, uh, you know, we won't have a list out for for probably about a week at the earliest, but uh, we're actually probably longer than a week. But my my very preliminary list, there's some big time names on there. I don't want to release them just because of the fact that uh, things change, especially when you're talking about high school kids and you're talking over a week and a half out from a visit. I mean, kids, you know, they change their mind on everything. So, um, but yeah, so my, my preliminary list is, uh, is, is pretty impressive. So if, if it continues on that trend, then it should be should be a really big weekend. I like it. Well, we'll see what happens. But, Don, thanks again for talking with me. For everyone here at the Inside Carolina Podcast, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina Podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now.